0: Welcome to the Conversations with Christians Engaged podcast, where we go in-depth with practical ways for you to pray, vote, and engage. Each week, we upload the audio recording of our weekly Psalms Bible study. This week, we covered Psalm 39. To sign up for the Bible study, visit our website at christiansengaged.org and click on the Bible study tab.
1: dear friend, Reverend Rafael Cruz here, uh, the father of our senator, Ted Cruz, and on our advisory board for Christians Engaged. So before I turn it over to Rafael, I just want to remind you guys um, that we've got some stuff coming up that you might need to be aware of. So we're we're doing our on-ramp to civic engagement class around the state. So if you guys are in East Texas, we are coming for you. We're going to be in Lindale, Texas october 9th with senator brian hughes will also be with us so our whole team will be there all day for a day seminar uh october 9th at uh, church of the garden valley so join us that day and then we're going to be november 20th we will be in denton um state representative tan parker will be with us that day and then we will be in fort worth uh, December 4th. So, those are our on ramp to civic engagement classes. Y'all need to join us for those. And then don't forget, guys, our big wake up conference coming up November 5th and 6th. Many of you have not registered yet, and you need to register. And we have a surprise guest, uh, Reverend Raphael Cruz, is now going to be with us. So, we're super excited about Raphael joining us that day as well. Um, so, anyway, Raphael, take it away. We're in Psalms 39. This was,
2: a, this was an interesting I'll tell call. You. <laughs> yes, it, 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 it is a, an honor and a privilege to be with you all this morning. Let's look through Psalms 39. First one says, I said, I will guard my ways lest I sing with my tongue. I will restrain my mouth with a muscle while the, while the wicked are before me. And in the Amplified, it says, I will muscle my mouth as with a bridle. You know, James 3.10 says, out of the same mouth proceed blessing and cursing. My brethren, these things ought not to be so. Proverbs 18.21 says, death and life are in the power of the tongue. So we need to speak life. Matthew 12.34, out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaks. So what we need to do is we need to fill the heart with the word of God, so that is what comes out. I like verse two in the Passion Translation. It says, I will remain silent and will not grumble or speak out of my disappointment. But the longer I'm silent, the more my pain grows worse. We need to learn to control our tongue Even when our flesh wants to do otherwise, or the result could be open mouth, change foot. Verse three, my heart was hot within me while I was musing or meditating. The fire burned. You know, the fire doesn't like it. The flesh doesn't like it. Then I spoke with my tongue. But note, he spoke to the Lord. Look at verses 4 and 5 in the NLT. Lord, remind me how brief my time on earth will be. Remind me that my days are numbered. How fleeting my life is. You have made my life no longer than the width of my hand. My entire lifetime is just a moment to you. At best, each of us is but a breath. This is not for us to see as doom and gloom, but on the contrary, just as Jesus said in Luke 2.49, to realize that we must be about our Father's business. Therefore, we ought to occupy till he comes, as the Master said in Luke 19. We need to redeem the time, as Paul told us to do. Let's make the time count for his glory. Let's look at verse 6 in the Passion Translation. We live our lives like those living in shadows. All our activities and energies are spent for things that pass away. We gather, we hoard, we cling to our things only to leave them all behind for who knows who. How many people do we see that spend all their time trying to accumulate wealth? working 16 hours a day and neglecting their families, and they have no time for God because they are too busy trying to make money. Professing to be wise, they become fools, as Romans 1.22 says. Let's pick up verse 7 from the Passion Translation. And now, God, I am left with one conclusion. My only hope is to hope in you alone. Remember the song, In Christ Alone? You must have sung that many times, Bunny. Hebrews 11.1, 1, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Romans 4.18, talking about Abraham's, who contrary to hope, believed in hope. Even when the situation appeared helpless, Abraham had a confident expectation that God was going to do what he had said. And verse 8 from the classic Amplified: Deliver me from all my transgressions. Make me not the scorn and reproach of the self-confident fool. Praise God that he has already delivered us. At the cross, Jesus said, it is finished. He did it all. Salvation, healing, and deliverance we all provided for us at the cross. And Romans 8, 1 says, There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. If God does not condemn us, why should we be conde- con- concerned about being condemned by men? Again, verses 9 and 10 are clearest in the Passion Translation. Lord, I'm left speechless. And I have no excuse, so I will not complain any longer. Now I know you're the one who is behind it, but I can't take it much longer. Spare me these blows from your discipline rod, for if you are against me, I will waste away for nothing. And these verses need some clarification. Jesus took all the punishment for all of our sins, past present and future at the cross. Isaiah 53.5 says, He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace, for our well-being, for our wholeness was upon Him. And with His stripes we are healed. But our behavior has consequences. Proverbs 14.12 and Proverbs 16.25 both say the same thing. There's a way that seems right unto a man but his way is the way of death don't blame god for your own wrongdoings but when you hit bottom of your barrel his loving hand will be there to lift you up and restore you i like verse 11 in the message translation it says when you put us through the fire to purge us from our sin our dearest idols go up in smoke are we also nothing but smoke As we are going through trials, we can see not only our frailty, but the foolishness of all those false idols that we have created. Verse 12 in the Classic Amplified, hear my prayer, O Lord, and give ear to my cry. Hold not your peace from my tears, for I am your passing guest, a temporary resident as all my fathers were. First, John 5, 14 and 15 says, now this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything, anything according to his will, he hears us. And if he hears us, we know that whatsoever we ask, we have the petitions that we've asked of him. So pray or declare his word back to him. Verse 13, remove your gaze from me. That I may regain strength before I go away and I'm no more. God will never do that. You cannot hide from Him. Psalms 139 says, Where can I go from your spirit? Or where can I flee from your presence? If I ascend up into heaven, you're there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, you're there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell, in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there your hand shall lead me and your right hand shall hold me. If I say, surely the darkness shall fall on me, even the night shall be light about me. Indeed, your dark, the darkness shall not hide from you. Verse 13 makes more sense in the Passion Translation. Don't let me die without restoring joy and gladness to my soul. May your frown over my failure become a smile over my success. Oh that's so beautiful. Psalm 16:11 okay. says, "In his presence, there is fullness of joy, delights forevermore at his right hand." And Psalms 100, verses four and five, Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name. For the good is the Lord is good, his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endures for all generations. So restore, rejoice forevermore. Hallelujah. Praise God for his grace and his goodness.
1: Raphael, I loved how you brought all the scriptures together. And this is so important that people understand this. You have to look at individual scriptures like Psalms 39, in the context of the whole canon, right? In the context of the finished work of the cross, guys, you can't just take a, a, a <laughs> chapter like this. And and what Raphael just did was give us the whole counsel of God, right? <laughs> and the whole truth. Because um, here David is, you know, he's thinking about all the painful things that are going on in his life. And, and I, I thought it was interesting that He thought, you know, I better be quiet because my vain musings of all my failures and all my disciplines from God and all the thoughts, vain imaginations in my mind are not worthy for me even to be talking about. Um, But we have these thoughts in our head like, you know. God, I'm supposed to be further along than I am right now. You know, why am I continuing to go around this mountain? Why am I experiencing all these pains? Why am I such a failure? Why, you know, all this internal dialogue going on in our heads that is not the Lord, right? It's not the Lord. And and David understands this. So he just like is quiet. He's just like, I'm just not even going to go there until I have hope, right? Right. Second uh, Corinthians, we talked about this verse a few weeks ago. Uh, Second Corinthians 10 for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for the pulling down of strongholds, casting down arguments in every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. And so what happens is David finally in verses seven and eight, as Raphael was saying, gets into the place of hope. He says, and now, Lord, what do I wait for? My hope is in you. Right. He gets gets to that place of hope. Now, we all know, you know, the discipline of the Lord is real. uh, But. I want you to remember that he's a good father. He's a good father. He never forsakes his children. He never leaves us alone. He's a good father who grabs us up in his mighty arms and keeps us safe. Um, Hebrews 12 is the chapter that we think about when we think about the chastening of the Lord or the discipline of the Lord. And he says, Now no chastening seems to be joyful for the present, but painful. Nevertheless, Afterward, it yields the peaceable fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it. And then earlier in that chapter, he says, but consider him, Jesus, who endured such hostility from sinners against himself, lest you become weary and discouraged in your souls. You know, David was thinking a lot probably about Job, which the book of Job was actually written before Genesis, most scholars believe. So he knew the story of Job. He knew here in the depths of despair, um, this tragedy that Job was going through, losing his livelihood, losing his family. Um, He was reflecting on that. But in reality, you know, the suffering of the Son of Man, Jesus endured so much more than that. And by going through hour upon hour of incredible torture, uh, for lack of a better word, Jesus put to death all of our excuses and complaints as we look at what he suffered. Um, he he put to death all of that. And he just said, look to me, look to me. I loved how you brought up um, that old song, Raphael. I always like to think about that one I grew up with, which was turn your eyes upon Jesus, look full in his wonderful face. And the things on earth will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. When we look at what Jesus suffered and we looked at at the resurrection, um, it puts our whole life in focus. It should put our life in focus. The momentary sufferings that we might be experiencing or the pains are put into context when we're thinking about who he is and what he suffered on our behalf. Um, Before we uh, get into final thoughts and prayers, there's two other verses that just kind of stuck out to me in this psalm. Um, One of them is verse 5b, um, where he's talking about the vapor. Okay, certainly every man at his best state is but a vapor. Okay, I'm going to stop there. Now, sometimes you might think that that might be a negative thought. Oh man, my life is just a vapor. I'll tell you, from someone who's a type A personality, like I'm always going, those of you who guys know that walk with me, bless your heart. Uh, Ian, who's worked for me for years and years, he's just like, Bunny will always fill up time regardless if, if she gets a moment. Despair. The time will be filled up with some other vision or some other moment. Right? I, I, I push. I push. I try to reach my goals. I'm always pioneering. I'm always trying to grow grow my life's impact and even this organization's impact for the glory of God. So I'm pushing. I'm moving forward. And then all of a sudden, eventually, after a couple months, I hit a wall. <laughs> I hit a wall, and I'm exhausted. and And I realize that I need to refocus. And this is an amazing thought for me. And I know for many of you, in whatever man's state is, even our best state, our life is but a vapor. I want you to think about that for a moment. Life in view of God's eternity actually makes sense. You know, without God in the picture, it doesn't make any sense. Um, I spent the weekend... This last weekend back at my old Bible school at Christ for the Nations down in South Dallas. And we celebrated 50 years of of that institution of a Bible school. And I was there a long time ago, like 92 through 94. I don't feel old. But 30 years ago, I wandered into that that Bible school as an 18-year-old. And we celebrated 50 years, and we did it with 50 hours of nonstop worship. It was amazing. Worship teams from the 50 years of that institution coming back together to to worship the Lord for 50 hours, and it struck me again um, just the reality of eternity that eternity never stops. Um, that the moment we take our leave our breath behind here, we are instantly with Jesus, right? Time does not stop if we are born again by the Holy Spirit. So this idea of being with Jesus constantly, that life is but a vapor, this temporary life that we're all struggling for, we're all trying to have influence, we're all trying to have you know, the greatest impact, but at the end of the day, the greatest impact of our life is that we know Jesus, that we know him, we walk with him and we get to spend eternity with him. And that actually makes me have a lot of peace Um, that it's really up to the Lord what the result of the legacy of my life is, or the legacy of anything I'm trying to build or accomplish is actually focused on that. The apostle Paul says, He said it so eloquently, I know how to be abased. I know how to abound everywhere and on all things. I have learned both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Okay, put that that scripture in context with what it is actually talking about, which is contentment. (laughs) Whether we have a lot or we have a little, the contentment of walking with Jesus um, through that. And then the last uh, thing I want to say is uh, verse 12b. For I am a stranger with you, a sojourner, as all my fathers were. For I am a stranger with you, a sojourner. Okay, again, that's kind of a a weird thought. I'm a pilgrim. I'm a sojourner. I don't have a home. Uh, Should that give us hope? I, I think it should because at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what our geography is. It doesn't matter if I live in Dallas or East Texas or I move to Romania. Whatever, wherever God places me, you know, it should be about the expansion of his glory, right? But at the end of the day, we're with him. We're sojourners, we're pilgrims with him on this earth. And so, you know, I just want to say don't fret. Don't fret so much about where you are or what you're accomplishing or what you're doing. Um, And maybe I'm just talking to myself here. I'm not going (laughs) to, I'm encouraging myself here. Don't fret about all these things because at the end of the day, um, we get to be a, a pilgrim with Jesus. We get to walk with him. We put our trust in him. And at the end of it all, regardless of where we live, where we, where we, you know, if we have a big house, a small house, we have our perfect house, or we live in the exact country that we think we're supposed to be, or the same exact place we're supposed to be. Um, we're all going to end up in the same place, guys. We're all going to end up worshiping around the throne, uh, the 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 Son of God. That's where we're going to end up. So it doesn't really even matter um, where we are, uh, where we live, or what we do. So. Uh, taking just letting go of the ownership of our life, I guess is what I'm saying. You know, I just want to again relinquish control over to him. Relinquish control over to him. And uh, and I think that's what the last couple days gave me again eternal perspective that at the end of the day we're all gonna be worshiping around the throne. And it doesn't matter, you know, I was thinking about these young Bible school students that are at Christ for the nations right now and have not done anything for God. I mean they have literally done very little for God. And then there were, you know, massive men of God, women of God in the room that have accomplished so many things for God. Right. So many things. But yet, at this, at, we're all equal. We're all throwing our crowns upon his feet. We're all throwing our accolades and our our lives down at his feet. We're all equal in the fact that we all love the Lord, and we're all letting him accomplish his his goal in our life. And so, when Paul, when David says, "I'm a stranger with you," I'm a stranger with you. Uh, we're strangers on this earth, but we are tied in with him and that's what matters so um anyway that was awesome Rafael thanks for letting me teach with you
2: (laughs) well it's it's been exciting you know when we realize that he said I will never leave you I will never forsake you then really we can look at eternity in this concept we are already in eternity we are already walking with him and we will never be without him so All we have to do is get out of the way and let him work in and through us and his fullness will be our fullness and his joy will become our joy.
1: Yes. Amen. Amen. Well, why don't you pray for us? Pray for everybody on this call and then I will end us uh, and then we'll just talk about whatever.
2: Father, Lord God, I bless you. Father, I exalt you. I glorify you, Father. You are worthy to be praised, O Lord God, of our salvation. You're King of kings and Lord of lords. And we say, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. Father, we worship you. We adore you. We glorify you. Father, we thank you for your presence is ever with us, Father. You are with us in every circumstance and father may we set our eyes on you and not on the circumstances may we not be under the circumstances may we always be above the circumstances because we are more than conquerors through jesus christ our lord and thank you father that your presence is manifested in our lives all the time father i speak blessings over Bunny and over Christians Engaged and the whole vision of the ministry. I thank you, Lord God, that you gave this dream, this vision, this wonderful vision of Christians Engaged to touch people for Christ, not just to vote, engage, and be encouraged, but also to walk with you and to touch other people for you. I thank you, Lord God, that the body of christ is enriched through the ministry of christians engaged. thank you lord god i speak for to every person every person that is a volunteer in this organization father that your strength be upon them and that your spirit will work in and through them to first of all glorify jesus christ our lord and that your glory may be reflected even in their countenance and that that glory will reach others for you, Father. We commit the success of Christians engaged to you, Father. I know it was a vision from you and what you set forth will be fulfilled, Father. We thank you, Lord God, that Christians engaged best days are ahead. I pray for a very successful uh, meeting coming up, Father, that everyone that comes will have a personal encounter with you, Father, and come up filled with your grace, with your goodness, with your presence, and become channels of blessings to all around. I speak blessings upon everyone in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen.
1: Yes, Lord. Lord, I just uh, joined with Raphael in agreement. We haven't done this before, but I am praying for this conference, God, November 5th and 6th. God, that you will draw the people to this event that you want there, Lord. Ultimately, this is about your glory. This is about people's hearts being impacted. Lord, we want our hearts to be burning uh, for the purposes that you placed in our hearts, God. And I, I thank you that you're you're calling and drawing the awakening church, those that are being awakened, that they have a purpose in God, that they have a purpose in this nation. Lord, that that you care about this republic. But also, God, I pray for uh political activists and people that are involved or candidates or elected officials coming to this place, God, and, in getting ministry, getting uh, your word implanted in them again, God, realizing the power of prayer, realizing the power of the gospel. And Lord, we just pray that you would draw people to yourself, God. We just thank you for uh, gathering us together, all of us around the state that are supposed to be in this room um at this appointed time at this appointed time and lord we just thank you for that god i pray blessings over every person listening to us today on facebook live or in zoom lord that you would just bless their week god that you would uh walk with them that they would have a greater revelation of their walk with you lord that their life is uh tied up in who you are and that you've got all of their all the things that they're worrying about right now lord you've got it Lord, we Amen. thank you for that. And we pray your peace and your joy and contentment in you, in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Okay. Wow. That was awesome. I just love you guys. I love Monday mornings. I get so blessed. Um, other days, I'm like walking and doing things. This Monday mornings, I just get up real early and and kind of sometimes I have the message already prepared. Sometimes I don't. But just spending a couple hours with the Lord. It's just a great way to start the week. So just encourage you guys get in the word of God every day. Um, I know that this is a beginning point for a lot of y'all to, to start reading the Bible in chronological order to dig into a chapter. We've got a lot of resources for you with the Psalm study. I mean, we put this recording on our website every week, audio and video. We've got notes So you can actually print off the notes I did this morning on this chapter and actually fill in uh, your thoughts, kind of use it as a journal with the Lord to dig into this psalm. Um, But we have a lot of things uh, to help you just really go after God in this season. We've got to dig deeper, guys. We've got to know the word in this time. You know, only 3% of American Christians have read the Bible all the way through. So when brother, Brother Raphael is bringing all this New Testament and throwing the Bible together when he's reading Psalms 39, it's really hard for us to do that because we don't know the word. Um, But that's what God's trying to do with our lives right now. And I want to encourage everybody in this season where sometimes it looks like it's dark to dig deep um, in the word. We've got to get prepared for the next season. Um, Let's just keep getting prepared for what God wants to do with our lives. So remember we're pilgrims and sojourners. We're not of this world. So uh, that means we do things differently. That means we honor our time and spend time with the Lord and, and prioritize the things like Raphael was saying. We're not going after the things that everybody else is going after. We're different. So go be different this week, okay? Love you guys. Raphael, love you. Appreciate you so much.
2: God bless you, Bonnie. It's been a blessing.
1: It's been a blessing. Well, we'll talk soon, okay? And everybody join us at our wake-up conference. Raphael will be there now, so you don't want to miss it. Go ahead and grab your tickets. They're cheap. Get it for your whole family. Love y'all.
2: God bless you.
0: Thank you for joining us today. This podcast is a production of Christians Engaged. We are a nonpartisan nonprofit that exists to awaken, motivate, and educate ordinary believers in Jesus Christ to pray for our nation regularly, vote in every election, and engage our hearts in some form of political activism. To learn more about us, please visit our website at christiansengaged.org. That's christiansengaged.org.